Welcome to Fierce, Fit, Feminine, and Other F-Words, a place where women in business come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I'm your host, chiropractor, image consultant, and former beauty salon owner turned body and beauty transformation coach. And I am here today to talk about that very thing, you enhancing your professional image, transforming it in a way that is more polished and more authentic to you. How do we bring those two things together if you're not someone who does hair and makeup? How do we polish ourselves up if you're not a girly girl? Well, my friend, that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready? Let's get started. In the summer of 2022, I had a client that said, I'm a jeans and Birkenstocks gal. I throw on a third piece, like a sweater vest or a jacket over top and call it good. And she was a client of mine. And she said, I don't want to be turned into a Barbie. I'm not that. And I loved that feedback because it said to me that one, people have the fear of if I get into some type of transformation program, they're going to try to crank it out to make me look like one of these YouTubers, you know, or one of these young girls that teaches makeup tutorials. And I don't wear all this makeup. And anyway, she got through the whole program. And she is the one that said to me, of all the people I worked with, this course changed my life. She loved it. And the reason is after she got to know me that after that comment specifically, she realized I'm not here to make you look like Barbie. I'm here to make you look like a better version of you. I'm here to help you become a better version of you. And she, the truth was, She did want a little bit of makeup. She just didn't want to look like she was wearing a bunch of makeup. And I wonder if that's true for you too. Now, there are some people I know that are like, no makeup for me. I don't touch it. Actually, I took a young 25-year-old on a shopping trip to Nordstrom because she learned her, we determined her body shape and she wanted to be styled for her body type. It was so much fun. I had so much fun shopping for her and putting her in colors and pieces that that accentuated her skin tone and her body type. And she looked gorgeous, but she never does her hair or makeup ever, ever. When I say never, I think she lets her hair air dry and her skin, of course, she's 25, 25 year olds. If they don't have acne, their skin is glowing automatically, right? Because they have all that collagen and fullness. And I said, so you want to talk about makeup at all? And she was adamant. It was like a firm no. And for me, I've been wearing makeup since before I was 16 years old. This is a part of my, I love it. I, it's a creative process for me. I love what I can do with makeup. It's not to change me into someone else. It's just to make me a better version of who I personally am. I'm not doing it to look like anyone else. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to mimic someone. It is me. I've been doing it since I was a kid. So for her, She's never done it. She has no interest. She won't even wear a tinted lip balm. So which one are you? Are you the gal who's like, I just want to be this. Don't turn me into a Barbie. But then you kind of would like to know a little something, something. Or are you the 25 year old who's like, I want to learn how to dress for my body type, but don't even come near me with tinted lip balm or anything. I'll wear SPF. That's it. (laughs) I don't know which one you are, but I can tell you that both of those scenarios can do things to improve your image, your personal image. And so first of all, let me cover the three things that have nothing to do with your outward appearance that improve your image. First, let's talk about your communication. How you communicate verbally and written matters. 
I don't care who you are, if you're using urban slang, weird trendy abbreviations, or a lot of profanity, your professional image is dinged a little bit. Your first impression should not come out of the gate with all of that. That is, unless you're trying to reach people in the hood, but you are not giving them something to aspire to. If you're a professional woman, you want to give people a place to look up to, to say, wow, and most people want clear, clean, effective communication. They don't want to listen. I want to use names, but I'm not going to. I'm practicing restraint. But there are so many people that go on social media that are celebrities that have the most foul language. And I think to myself, well, even in their lyrics and their music, it's foul. Would you look to that person for professional services? Maybe to teach you voice lessons, maybe, (laughs) but not to market yourself, not to do anything else. Like, I don't even know if they could teach. It's, that is an impression that you make on people for the first time, the way you present yourself in written form. In social media captions, what are the words you're using? Are you throwing people under the bus on social media or are you practicing restraint and being very uh, protective to not demonize other people? That is professional. Professional communication that you can take today, right now, is clean up your act. If you're someone who uses a lot of trendy abbreviations, poor grammar, you, you call people out, and if you're if your image and you're a comedian and your whole thing is all about calling people out and making a mockery of their life or something, I know there are social media accounts that do that. That's different. I'm talking about a professional woman in maybe a licensed professional capacity, a business owner, an entrepreneur. That wouldn't be appropriate for you. So clear, clean, effective communication. Save your profanity for somewhere else. It doesn't belong in your business communication at all. The next thing is punctuality. And you know what? I'm going to be really vulnerable here. Almost half my life, I struggled with punctuality. I was, I was never somewhere 15 minutes early. I'm still usually not 15 minutes early. I'm like 10 minutes early, <laughs> but it took a lot of work for me to do that. I, that didn't come naturally to me because I always would lose track of time. It was one of those things where I think I can get one more thing done before I have to be at this thing. It had nothing to do with anything else. It's just poor time management. Uh, poor habits of not forcing myself to stop a project if I'm in the middle of one. I was never late for work. I would be maybe late for a dinner or a meeting or, you know, seeing someone or whatever. It wasn't ever when it was important, but I had a punctuality problem that I had to really, really work on and it took a long time. So I'm going to just tell you, I know that it's a thing, but being 15 minutes late, if you're a woman in business, being late five minutes, if you're a professional person, if you're a real estate agent and you're showing a house and your client, your prospective buyer is waiting for you at the property 10 minutes for you to get there, that's not professional. That's that's a way to improve your image. Show up before your client. If you're a hairstylist, don't walk in while your client's in the waiting room. Those things, they might be common sense to you if you're a super punctual person. My mother, I was like, (laughs) I drove her crazy because I was like leaving the house at five minutes to seven when I had to be somewhere at 7 p.m., right? And she she was not wrong. 
It took me a long time to learn how to do that. But I will tell you that when you finally get it to the place where you respect not your, just your, it's not just respecting the other people, it's respecting yourself. It's keeping promises to yourself. You feel so much better. So punctuality is key. So clear, clean, effective communication and punctuality. The third thing, I shouldn't even have to say this, but I will because times are changing. Respect and courtesy for other people. Basic common courtesy. Look at someone in the eye. Greet them with a smile. Basic common courtesy, please, and thank you. Respecting someone who might look, sound, or be different than you. Not, not talking about them in a negative way to anyone because they don't look like you. They don't think like you. Wow. Have we had that experience since the pandemic started, since before the pandemic started, right? This whole trying to accept others from other cultures, other walks of life, common courtesy and respect for fellow humans. If you have a customer who's disgruntled, who is super upset, right? With something that you've done, how do you respond to them? Do you respond backlashing with them and making them even more infuriated? Or do you come at them from an approach of, I'm so sorry, we didn't meet your expectations and find a way to build a bridge with them. Now that's customer service, but that's also respect. You're respecting their feelings. You don't have to agree with them to respect them. And common courtesy is you don't lash out, name call, demean them in any way. You use manners. You are a woman with a professional image. You need to rise above. So those three things are out of the gate. The first things you do to polish up your professional image. Now, after that, if you're not the hair and makeup gal, but you want to do a little something, something to improve your image, I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to do something with your hair. Letting your hair air dry and be all over the place. If it's all over the place and you dress slovenly, sloppy, clothes don't fit you, that doesn't work. If your hair is air dried, mermaid curls, whatever, and it's a little frizzy, but you're dressed really nice, that that will actually, people will give you a pass for that. But when you polish the hair with like a round brush and a hair dryer, you can do it at home. They will give you more attention. Basic personal grooming. And if you can't do it, if you can't do your own hair, and I know there are people out there after owning a salon, I have seen so many women, it would take a shoulder length bob, one length hair, kinky, kinky, curly, and frizzy. It would take a hairstylist two hours to blow it out and get it smooth. Somebody else doing it, it took two hours. If that were you at home, it would take four. We don't have that kind of time, right? We're busy. Have someone do it for you. Pay for it. Go once a week, let them smooth it out for you, and you manage it at home. That's one way that you can enhance your image. Basic grooming practices, starting with your hair. The hair has a big impact when people see you. If you really can't do anything with it, pulling it back nice, neat, and tight into a top bun like a ballerina is a clean, neat look. That is something you can do to enhance your image that's not turning you into a Barbie. But letting it be down, frizzy, unruly doesn't necessarily make your image look polished and professional. Polished and professional means polished. (laughs) So what do you need to do to your hair to get it to be polished? Find somebody to help you if you can't do it yourself. Okay, so the next thing about your personal appearance, if you're not a makeup person, you don't want to be all done with makeup, how are your eyebrows? 
I know this is like a simple thing, but a lot of women don't think about it. Either you have bushy, unruly eyebrows that need a good, clean trim, or you don't have any at all and they barely show on your face. Okay, so those are the two uh, ignored eyebrow situations that I have personally observed. And if you take the time to go somewhere and have them professionally wax your brows and shape them, beautiful. Changes the look on your face without adding any makeup. Now, if you have really faint tone brows, let's say you're a blonde like me, your brows don't really show up. If you would be willing to go get them tinted, because then you don't have to put makeup on every day. I'm talking about making your brows stand out on your face. You're not wearing makeup. You're just giving them a little bit more color to shape the eye. It takes 10 years off so many women. Just go get a brow tint, brow wax and tint. They'll tint them. It lasts anywhere in between four and six weeks. They look nice and neat. If you don't have one, get an eyebrow brush or comb where you can get them going all the hair in the same direction so they look nice and tidy. Again, personal grooming. If you want to do it yourself, you can get a brow pencil one or two shades darker than your hair color and lightly draw brows on your on your brow if you want to fill them in. But again, if you're not a makeup person, you don't want to deal with that, but you do want to do something to give yourself a little zhuzh, go get a brow wax and tint and you don't have to deal with it. They, they do it for you. You wake up and go. There's no makeup on your face. So hair and brows, two easy things to make sure that you have a professional polished appearance. Next thing, is your skin glowy naturally? If it isn't, let's talk about why it wouldn't be. Dull, dry skin. First thing out of the gate, so many people deal with that. So you need to take steps to remedy that. What is it about your skin? Why is it dry and dull? Maybe you need serums. Maybe you need moisturizers. Maybe you need to go invest in some skincare and have a facial, have an esthetician, give your skin some TLC. It's amazing how much you glow, even for the week or two after a facial. And they'll give you some tips and tricks on what you can do at home for self-care. Maybe it's acne. Maybe it's the other way. It's not dry and dull. It's oily and you have all kinds of acne. Again, esthetician or dermatologist. Take charge, take initiative to help your skin clear up so that you feel more beautiful without using makeup. Maybe if you have any skin problems and you don't wear makeup, but you use a moisturizer or an SPF every day, those are the things that are irritating your skin. You need to take time to look at that. The next thing you want to do with your skin after we, let's say it's all cleared up, your skin's decent, it's just not glowy and beautiful, that's when you want to invest in some serums and moisturizers. If you go on YouTube or watch any of the big makeup artists, no matter what age they're demonstrating a makeup application on, they always, always start with clean skin, serums, and moisturizers. And before they lay any foundation on, the skin's already glowy and beautiful. That's all you really need. If you don't want makeup, you need to make sure your skin on your face is healthy. And when it's healthy, you can add these things on the top and it'll look more dewy or it'll look more even. It'll look more beautiful. Now, the other thing about your face that helps is your diet. And this is probably something that a lot of people don't realize unless they're acne sufferers. Acne sufferers can have food response, like certain foods would make my daughter's skin break out. 
Certain, you know, when you're a teenager, sweets would make your skin break out. Well, as an adult, we still have those things, maybe dairy, whatever it is. Well, also salt and alcohol, high salt foods and alcohol have an effect on your skin to make it look dry and dull. And it's inflammatory, so it also gives it uneven skin tone. So how are you feeding your body? Because what you eat reflects in your skin. So that is another way that you can help polish up your professional image without a stitch of makeup. My final tip for you today is your posture. Posture speaks volumes. Where is your head right now in relation to your shoulders? Is it dropped forward? Are you sitting up straight? Ear over shoulders, shoulders over hips, hips over knees. So the way you carry yourself when you walk, your chin should be up, your eyes should be looking out ahead, not looking down, your shoulders should be back, not as far back as a gymnast that sticks a landing in the Olympics, but back, no rolled forward shoulders. That that says I'm not confident. That shows the lack of professionalism. Professionalism is someone who walks forward with good posture. It is so key in in helping women, even in their gait, I've done gait analysis in my chiropractic office, helping women walk with a beautiful glide. If you have knee problems, if you need a hip replacement, and there are people very young with MS that have like hip problems that it's very hard for them to glide when they walk, it hurts. There's nothing you can do about that, but you can hold your head up. You can hold your shoulders back. If you want to glide more beautifully, you have to take practice in doing that. But the way you hold yourself, the way you sit, the way you stand, the way you look at someone and hold your body when you greet them, all of these things play into your professional image and none of them have anything to do with your hair and makeup. That's a wrap for this episode. So now you know you have three non-appearance-based things that you can do to improve your professional image, punctuality, respect and common courtesy, and clean, clear, effective communication. And then we're going to look at that hair. We're going to do something about hair that's unruly and take charge. We're going to look at our skin. We're going to look at our eyebrows. And we're going to look at our posture. And don't forget, a smile goes a long way. Get out there, stand tall, and smile when you greet people. I can't wait to bring you more tips and tricks. Every Tuesday, a new episode is released. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. See you then. Thank you so much for being here. Hit the stars on the Apple Podcast if you can and write a review to let me know if this was helpful. I would love, love, love to hear feedback from you. That is the best gift you can give any podcaster. And until the next episode, my friend, I hope you have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.